Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to the Live from the Caribbean podcast, the show that brings the stories of island people making a global impact with your host, Pauline Joseph. Welcome to Live from Caribbean podcast. This is Pauline, your host, and today I am joined uh, by Dwayne, someone who, he doesn't know this, but when I started AC Marketing, I... We always saw Trini Tuna uh, when I use Alexa.com for searching for local companies because I started AC Marketing in Barbados. And I always used to be like, who is, what, what is this brand? Because it's always at the top when it comes to Trinidad-related uh, questions and information. So I feel very honored that you are uh, sharing your time with me today and and Dwayne I want you to introduce yourself as to who you are and what is Trinituna. Thanks for having me first and foremost Um, I think it's really great what you're doing with the podcast Um, so to jump straight into it I'm Dwayne Buddha Singh I run Trinituna.com 2020 is actually 20 years since we started Trinituna so it's quite a milestone. When it started, I had no, I'll be honest, I had no real idea that it would grow to this. But here we are. And, um, you know, it is great to see that things in the digital sphere locally in Trinidad and Tobago and in the Caribbean um, have been flourishing or has been flourishing. So a little bit of the of getting into it. Initially, my background is graphic design. I was building websites in the mid-90s, and I love cars. I've always loved cars. So a website about cars was something that was uh, inevitable. Yeah. I started it just as a hobby. I also had another website about computer graphics equipment. Um, That was a flop. But both of them just started as me blogging before blogging was a thing. Um, So I would just have a web page and just, you know, write about things that I was interested in. Mm. And in the late 90s, uh, one of my favorite car magazines back then was out of the SoCal, the South California um, import car scene. You know, so a lot of Honda Civics and, and Mitsubishi Evos and things like that. And um, that magazine was called Import Tuna. And so the name Trini Tuna just kind of, you know, was something that, that um, I came up with at that point, registered the domain at the end of 99, and really got the site started in 2000. Um, at that point in time, it was purely just a hobby. And 20 years later, you know, still working at it, 
it is um, my main focus or has been my main focus uh, business-wise over the past two decades. So it is something that I absolutely love doing. And I think that's really important mm. with, with anything regarding content creation or what would consume most of your time during the day. So would you say that you are an accidental entrepreneur or was this all planned? A lot. It, it is not, it is not either. It's a little bit, a little bit of both. Mm. So it was calculated throughout the process, a bunch of small calculations. Mm. And yes, very early on, um, you know, when I started it, my one of the other directors, Darren Dory, he is my cousin. He is also the webmaster for UE All Campuses. So he was already into the tech industry, web development industry, etc. Um, when we started it. And another person that we started it with was Royal Francis, well, the late Royal Francis. Um, and Royal had a, another venture at that point called auto advantage with the ad in advantage being a big capital ad so what he was doing was he was one of the pioneers of selling cars online locally wow okay and you know we came up with it we sat down there with with other other people who were interested and we had pipe dreams you know of the cars that we would be driving and that kind of thing um so yes i mean we 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 saw it as being a way of generating revenue and building the business. But at that point in time, we weren't entirely sure how it would work um, or what it would grow into. And over the years, it has been a process of seeing what users are interested in and kind of evolving to ensure that their needs are met um, always keep the platform free that was that was something that i always insisted on wow and this sounds like a uh, facebook <laughs> yeah 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 it, it is it is a, a local well it has become a local reddit yes slash yes. craigslist yes. slash you know wow. online community i think that's thing. i think that's a great uh analogy for folks who may not um be into Trinidad or understand Trinidad that much. Um, outside of Trinidad, the Reddit of the of Trinidad and the Caribbean, actually. Yes, yes. So. You know, so one of the things that happened early on was the forum. So we had our content, but we wanted to reach out to people. Now, the first forum we had was was in 2000, 2001, and that forum was nothing more than a simple um bulletin board you could log in and there was no login you could just go on the page and post so we had all all sorts of stuff being posted there but back then you know you probably had about 500 visitors a month or something when we started in the first year and the word the word spread by 2003 we had moved over to phpbb um, wait, 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 wait. What's that? What's that for people who don't know what that is? Oh, PHPBB <laughs> is, is a PHP-based bulletin board that has been available since maybe the 90s. Um, it has grown. It's, it's free. It is community-developed. 
That sounds like a, a tech conversation. Yes, so for yes, those you know? who don't know what that is, just pause this podcast and go Google it. PHP. Yeah. So PHP BB, <laughs> there are there are other options like VBulletin. Um, you know, forums have been a way globally mm-hmm. of people sharing information. It was the first form of social media. Um where people would share information, ask questions, get answers, and reach out to people that they would not have spoken to otherwise via email or SMS or whatever the the um, technology at, at that point in time offered. Wow. Um, the cool thing about forums is that it's archival. So you can go back to a forum post from 2000 from 99, etc., yes. and it's still there. And I Google dermatologists in the Caribbean, well, in Trinidad, because unfortunately, a lot of the businesses, it's, I don't know if it's entirely their fault because they're focused on their specialty. And there was a forum from like six years ago, and this guy made an effort and put the top three dermatologists, and there was obviously a conversation that was happening. And he gave his reasons why. And I said, and I called number one and she ended up being the best decision ever because somebody else that I was going to was offering me a solution that wasn't long-term and was way more expensive. So it's so fascinating. And this dermatology forum was where? In Trinitudo. On Trinitudo. Yes. Okay. So because I typed in um, dermatologist in Trinidad, they gave you the company because if somebody asked a question... And because of that question, people responded. And one of the responses was the top three in their, their right. opinion who it was. And I was like, wow. So that goes back to the evolution that took place mm-hmm. um, on, on the forums, on our website. When we started, we would go cover a few events, take photos, post it up. Then people would write in and say, you know, I'm looking for someone to do this. Or I have this to sell. Can you post it for me? Um, and we realized that a forum was something that we should probably do. So one of our top developers, um, well, our main developer um, right now is Richard Williams, and another one is Ryan Olton. Ryan came on a, a little later on. But Richard, better known as Dry, um, he has been in the, the digital realm probably before me. And he had set up that bulletin board and we, we looked at it and what was going on and we realized that people didn't just want to talk about cars and they started to talk about, you know, current events, politics, religion, what brand of soap they use, all sorts of stuff. And then too, in the classifieds, while it did start off with people selling their cars, or posting car parts for sale. You know, someone has an extra set of wheels to sell, um, uh, uh, a door handle, whatever it might be. They also want to sell other things. So now the classifieds has fridge, stove, couch, oh, wow. laptop, I, I cell phones, the, you know, um, just, just, about, just about anything. Okay. And... Um, we do it in a way that it's free to users. Mm-hmm. The only time we charge is if it is a commercial sale. So let's say you have a cell phone you want to sell. Mm-hmm. People go up, post it on Trinity, you know, it, it gets sold. If you have a bunch of cell phones to sell, you might be a suitcase trader, you probably have a kiosk anymore, or you have one of these sell outlets, um, you know, we would charge a small fee. 
and that has grown. You know, we have vendors, we have people who um, use the community to be able to sell their stuff. So, for example, you know, you may have someone who sells and installs air conditioned units. While it may not make sense necessarily for him to go and post the units that he has, mm -hmm. it makes a lot of sense for him to get into the community yes. and talk about yes. air-conditioned units. Yes. So he I would go that. into the lounge forums and he would help users, you know, hey, I'm having this problem. Um, you know, he would talk to them about it. He would even post up, hey, you know, we did an install today and it is um, a... a 36,000 BTU mm -hmm. unit that doesn't look big and ugly. Mm -hmm. It has been cool in this place. And here's how we did the install. And anybody with AC problems now would tend to contact him because he's part of that community. Yeah, because they leverage the community. Are you a small business owner? You're looking for maybe a place that will give you an address, but you don't necessarily want to pay that astronomical amount of rent. Or maybe you need a space outside of your home. Go check out Regis. They have locations in Trinidad, Barbados, Jamaica, and Guyana. Google Regis Caribbean and tell them Pauline sent you. So what I'm hearing here is you had an idea um, and it over time it evolved. So you're saying to me, because now everybody's like, you need to have a business plan. You no. need to plan five years ahead. You need to have, you know. That so never happened. Did you have a, you did not never have Never happened. A, okay. All right. And it's interesting because what, what has happened is the community evolved an idea that you had which is yeah ours, we provided right? the platform right and the users make it what it is so you would would you have said at the start of this 20 years ago that you would have predicted this would have happened not to the scale so mm. it was difficult to tell back then for example i was creative director at uh, evolve new media initially i mean evolve new media came out of Caribbean Interactive Multimedia, then merged with the Rosette's company, who were doing maps and, and offering web services, and then eventually Evolve. Evolve is still there, Edward Monsterin. And um, when I was at Evolve, I believe the last website we were, I worked on was Port Authority's website. But we had worked on one of TSTT's first websites, Republic Bank's first website, um, a, a lot of large companies locally. In fact, when I started Trinituna, we were just kind of looking for ways to generate some revenue to be able to buy some equipment to continue covering the events. Because at that point, that was the main, that was the main content. We hadn't really gotten into user-created content as yet. So I'm talking about 2000, 2001. And in building Republic Bank's website, they had some, they had just started their career builder um, line of products and they were targeting um, young adults. And our demographic appealed to young adults. And I spoke to them and said, you know, hey, send me a little graphic 
or let, let let me do a graphic and I'll put it on the site. You know, it probably sees about five five hundred people a month or something like that. And we put it there, and then we started to look at the traffic that was coming in. I mean, mm-hmm. back then it was just simple page counters and things like that. Yeah. But we started to look at the traffic coming in from this directly there for people looking to open a new account, um, probably find out about getting their first card, etc. And that was the first set of banner ads and I'm not sure Google was even doing banner ads back then <laughs> um, you wow. know but it came out of a need to be able to generate revenue we had a publication mm-hmm. and being in the graphic and publishing and, and printing industry my first job was actually a trend pad in 1994 Ooh, right? Asia, boy. yeah 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 <laughs> right so um, we having that background it made sense you know you have a publication you have an audience you have a readership you generate revenue from ads Mm -hmm. and we've kept that business model 20 years later um we don't charge users to use the website um we generate revenue from selling advertising um, and and basically giving that audience to advertisers we have right. a, a very active um, audience yeah and um, yeah it's it's a uh, 18 to 35 the core of it is probably tw- 25 to 35 kind of thing okay. um, and yeah I mean that that is a lucrative segment of the for market sure. p- particularly for for Mar- digital especially marketing because as just kind of stepping into my digital marketing role, that age group is usually most expensive because that's yeah. the one that people want to reach. But I want us to step back a bit and talk about Dwayne the individual, right? So we know that Dwayne is somebody who manages the site and loves cars. But what else do you do? What is, where would you catch Dwayne on a weekend? Besides being in front of a computer. <laughs> yeah, I'm literally in front of, in front of screen like, like all the time. Um, so the thing is, I spend a lot of time doing things that are ancillary to Trinituna. Okay. So weekends, I am at motorsport events or some, some car-related something or the other. Um, between running, running a website uh, of this size um, and... You know, time taken up, spare time taken up doing about the same thing as well. Mm-hmm. I also have three kids. Well, I mean, that is, right? that we should have stopped so, that off. Yeah, you know. then you'll be like, so, okay, so that's where all your time is. <laughs> absolutely all my time is spent with the three kids. I have right. a 12-year-old and six-year-old twins. Right, girls? Yes. Wow. So that absolutely takes up all of my time. Um, I work at home. Right, so I was going to ask you, is that work balance, is, do you have a significant other with you? Yes, so okay. my, my wife and I, she would help with the site as well, you oh, know, wow. some, some of the administrative stuff. Okay. Um, but first and foremost, you know, her focus is kids. Right. Right. So what has happened over, over the years is that I was always more comfortable operating at you know at times of the day that tend to be more productive and that's not necessarily eight to four Mm -hmm. because you have all sorts of stuff happening during the day something to see about um you know something to go do so your most productive time might probably be 10 in the night 
right? Or, or one o'clock in the morning. I'm sure a lot of people listening to this stoops in and it's like, gosh, I wish I had that as well. <laughs> yeah, so, well, yes, I had an office job for years. Yeah. The last day I worked was in 2004. When you say work, work for somebody else. Work for somebody else. you right. still work it. Yeah, but it doesn't feel like that. <laughs> I, oh, I, like... You're not seeing as people who listen, but I'm agreeing point, tremendously. Yeah, to the point that you almost feel guilty. What? Like, oh my god, am, yes. am, I, am I working? Yes, I right? feel the same way. Oh you my know? god. But it's it's fantastic. Yes, I do. And I yeah, feel yeah. like I am far more productive. Yes. Not only not only in the business, but as as a husband and father. Um, and a family person, you know, you tend to be more productive there as well. So it's a full 360. Exactly. You can be productive with all of these things in a much more valuable way. Yeah. Right. Um, and I would like to see more companies move to, uh, uh, um, remote, remote, you know, model. Yes. Um, and I just, I need to have a caveat. Maybe this is a plug, but we're currently having and recording this session at Microsoft, which also provides solutions for remote living. <laughs> yeah. It, I've, I've seen way too many people waste time sitting for hours in traffic yes. to get to the office, to have a meeting about a meeting yes. and then time's up, time to go home or have lunch and then come back to that same meeting yeah. about the meeting. Yeah. And that's it for the day. Yeah. So especially with larger companies, they take forever to make the simplest decisions. Um, you know, I namaste right now. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so this, this works well for me yeah. as an individual. Some people even ask, how can you work at home and not want to go in front of the TV? And I, I, I mean... I was even telling my dad the other day, you know, because he's always sending me, he's retired, so he's always sending me, hey, check out this series, you know, check this out, look at this movie, and I just have a long list of things that I need to read, I need to look at, you know, um, and I need a neural patch to be able to look at all of these things. I have no idea how people look at all these series on TV and update with it. Now, being in the business I'm in. Yes, it's automotive, but at the end of the day, it's an online community. So yes. you need to be current with all the pop culture and yeah. that kind of thing to be part of the conversation. Yeah. So a lot of times I would I would make sure that I look at some <laughs> of these things just so that, you know, you could understand the memes and join in the conversation and understand as a moderator where to direct things to, right? One of our... Um, main advertisers um, uh, would be for for movies. So we get bookings from Disney, Paramount, and Universal. And to be able to, you know, talk in the movie blog, you have to look at the movies, see who's starring, see who people would actually pay to go and see, Mm -hmm. you know, which studio is actually creating the the content right now. The most current star that's coming up. So... You need to put aside time to do that. Mm-hmm. But really and truly, between business and family, it's all yeah. consumed. Yeah, it's, it's, And I it's would like to think, too, that I am good at time management. Okay. I'm probably not. <laughs> but I would like to think I am. Yeah. And it is a challenge. It is a challenge to really find time to, you know, go 
get enough rest, get enough exercise, get enough of, of everything. Yeah. You know, family time. Um, besides the kids, you know, spend time with the wife, yeah. spend time with family, etc. So, yeah, it, it is a challenge, but it is so much better when you work remotely and you, you could decide when you want to spend that time and where you want to spend that time, yeah. you know. Um, the only problem with it is that I don't ever stop working. Yeah. Right? I work 24-7, 365. Even if I am on quote-unquote, and I'm doing big air quotes here, um, on vacation. Yes. And vacation, I'm shaking my head. Yeah, vacation doesn't really happen. So instead yeah. what you do is you go, you have to go on a business trip and you make that part of the vacation, yeah. you know? Yeah, I, I completely understand. And I that was a realization for me last year because traveling... I was like, wait a minute, this is vacation? Because I have 11 o'clock meeting, which is 11 o'clock at night where I was. And at no point in time, only after I came back, I was like, oh, wait, I do need a vacation. And that's, I think, one of the pitfalls of remote living. Um, it's definitely flexible, but it, it can have its dangers. Pauline here to let you know about Microsoft 365. As a small business owner, it's been very challenging to, you know, look for sales, increase your clientele. But one thing I am sure of is my business has to be housed in a cloud solution. Not only does it assist with my bottom line and rent expense, but it allows me to track the productivity of my team members. You need to go check it out. Microsoft 365. You will not regret it. I want to step back in to Trinituna because we're in a space now in Trinidad and to an extent some of the part, other parts of the Caribbean when it comes to foreign exchange, right? And you, uh, you are in an environment that you receive foreign exchange. Would you say that 80, 70% of your business comes from outside? What is the, where is your percentage? If you can share sure. that with us. I would say about 30 to 40 percent is um foreign currency okay right but the majority is local okay the thing is though that we choose to charge in tt currency we feel as though it's important that this not just be a we want to book an ad online give us your credit card information and we'll book it. In fact, the last item in our um, process of working with a brand to promote to our audience is the actual invoicing and talking about money. Mm -hmm. At first, we want to ensure that the creatives are working, the, 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 um, the marketing is working, Everything is in place and operational and actually showing results before we start to talk about money. Okay. And it's easier for a lot of these companies, for example, to cut a check. Yeah, in the currency that right. they can Rather it. than having to get a credit card yeah. and, and pay online, etc. Well, that's a good um, um, solution. The, yeah, the, the other thing too is that um, we do generate enough forex to be able to pay our 
right. forex bills because yes. we do have silver fees and yeah. things like that to pay for. Yeah. So we ensure that you know there's a balance there. But to say that um, we are trying to, we are even we're not even trying to move over to you know uh, uh, collect more forex. Okay. Um, it is a challenge for a, a lot of companies. Mm -hmm. um, we do have the ability to do it. You know, like I could switch over and say, no, we, we're doing online payments only now. Yeah. But I think that's, that will just frustrate the situation. We're not here to frustrate. We're here to help and work with. Well, that comes from understanding your environment too, right? Because yeah. uh, that is a, a known issue. So would you say that, I mean, it's 20 years now, what percentage of that 20 years was profitable or is profitable? Because you're technically your operational costs are all cloud-based, is it? Yeah. And, and well, labor. So even the, the company is entirely virtual in terms of we don't really have staff. Um, and, and I'll get into why that is so um, after. But yeah, we don't, we don't really have staff and so we try to keep operational costs as low as possible. And I also try to scale it based on, you know, what, what we have to do, you know. Going back to having more time in the day, um, the, the way that things are run leaves space for... Um, it, it gives a lot of flexibility in, in how you would operate during the day and because of that it means then that we can set up work in a way that for example instead of hiring a photographer and a journalist we want to promote entrepreneurism so we would prefer that we help you set up a business and then you go you can do photography for other people as well right but you invoice us for what you know for the work that you've done it makes them feel a little more productive. It makes them feel as though, you know, they're, they're really into this business that they're growing on the side. Some of them have their regular day jobs, but mm -hmm. they do photography on the side. And we've, we've seen the content produced that way flourish a lot better, whether it's a journalist, a photographer, a programmer, or whatever it might be. We've seen their work flourish a whole lot better using that system than if we were to just straight out hire them. Okay. Um, adding to that now, you have companies who operate as digital agencies, and we encourage that as well. You know, let's work with the agencies and the brands and make sure that what we're offering works. We've had brands that have been advertising with us since inception. Like, like I had mentioned, you know, the, the, the banks, for example, NP, Castrol. They've been there since um, Shell. And um, we want to ensure that they keep coming back. And to do that, you can't operate from a standpoint that, hey, we're just about money and we're just about, um, you know, collecting. So whatever is more convenient for us is the way we'll go. That, that's not how we will operate at all. We want to make sure that everybody's comfortable. So if they're comfortable with paying in Forex, paying with a check, paying with a bank transfer, whatever it might be, that, that is what we'll use. For the small vendors, we switched over to PayPal mainly because it was a far more accountable 
service for them and us. Mm-hmm. So if they're not comfortable, they can they can go back to PayPal and and you know have some kind of resolution. So all of this, uh, all these business decisions that were made has evolved into a profitable business, or is it that? Because your overheads are so low, you have maintained profitability for the 20 years. Yes, it would be the latter. So we've scaled, we've scaled to the point that, you know, if, if we can see more business, right, then the cost would go up and it, it's kind of automatic the way the scaling happens too, because the more traffic we get, the more silver yes. fees and, and cloud right, fees right, and that kind of thing we right. have to pay for. But the more traffic means we get more advertising right. dollars. Um, so, you know, we actually have a lot of excess inventory right now that we would like to get sold. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry, what you mean by inventory? Oh, sorry. So what I would call inventory would be page views, right? A page view is a, a, a thing that I can sell. Right. So that that is my item. And on that page view, I can show ads. So that ad space, the amount of page views you get translates to the amount of ads you can show. And therefore, each ad view, each impression is what you charge the the client for. Um, So using that model, it means that the more views equals more ads. Yeah. However, we don't really have a sales team going out there and selling ads. 95% of the ads you see on Trinituna are organic. People would contact us yeah. to place their ads. And we've been lucky to be in that position. Um, but we're realizing now, before our challenge used to be getting people online, mm-hmm. convincing people that online was the way to go. Yeah. We spent the first decade doing that yeah and probably piece of the second decade as well now you don't have that problem at all yeah people are online so what do we do with this extra traffic we need to we yeah. need to try and sell it yeah so yes now i am looking at probably doing sales oh, wow. um, of of actually going to companies and saying hey this is our website this yeah. is what we do this is our audience are you interested that's amazing so what advice would you give to somebody who uh is interested because within Trinidad, I feel like we have a hustler mentality so that everybody has a side hustle. Yeah. Um, I don't think, personally, I don't think everybody's meant to be an entrepreneur. But from where you sit, 20 years of experience, what advice would you give to someone who wants to come into that space online? So, number just I, one, just yeah, one. Like, what's I, the biggest takeaway? What is the biggest takeaway of someone trying to get into that space? Yes. Stick to itiveness. It has yeah. to be. There is a lot happening. I mean, I have a I have a twelve year old son. He's seeing these YouTubers yes. that make millions, Oof, right? Yeah, <laughs> and and that that is his goal. Yeah. Um, before that, he was really into football, so he mm. would see these superstars that make a, a bajillion dollars. Yeah. You know, Messi, Ronaldo, etc. I'm yeah. not a football person, um, so. Or, or even these Formula One drivers, you know, that, that make a ton of money driving. What I have to explain to him, though, is that you have 7 billion people and, and five of them are in that position, right? So the, the odds are absolutely against you. Yeah. Um, 
I think in in our digital space in Trinidad, I was lucky to be one to to have progressed to be one of the the most visited local websites. And really, without a plan, you could say it's probably luck. Mm-hmm. Now, you could also say that luck is where opportunity meets preparedness. Mm-hmm. And we were prepared at the point in time the opportunities showed themselves. Yeah. So, yes, if that's the case, then we were lucky. Um, however, in explaining to my son that, you know, these things don't happen to everyone and you can't really plan for it. Yes, you can try, but the important thing is that you stick behind it. Right. So, yes, yeah, stick-to-itiveness would be the one thing that I would give to any entrepreneur, um, young, budding entrepreneur, someone who is looking at it. Second, I know you only asked for one, but yeah. second would be <laughs> okay. to ensure that you enjoy what you do. Yeah. Because that stick-to-itiveness is going to be painful as hell yes. if you're not enjoying it. Yeah. You know, yeah. so it has to be something you're passionate about. That's with any relationship. <laughs> yeah, well, any, re- <laughs> any relationship, any anything at all. I mean, um, you know, it could be food. Yes. Right? And yes, you can have a relationship with your food. Yes. Um, Agreed. Yeah. So if you're not enjoying it... Yeah. It will be painful. Yeah, I'm going through that right now. Um. (laughs) Pulling here under the advice of my accountant, I have to do this ad because this is a marketing expense. So if you care, go to acmarketingcraven.com. If you don't, just keep listening to the podcast. I appreciate you. Okay, so we're going to wrap up uh, with a question that I ask, and that is, let's say, come next week, you have been appointed the head of CARICOM, right? You have to manage um, all things Caribbean community, and you have decisions to make. What would be the first thing you would focus on? So I'll pull some CARICOM history here. Um, Remember that famous quote, one from 10 is not. Mm-hmm. Right. I think that is still so very much um, relevant today. And we see it happening with a lot of CARICOM things. It, CARICOM does not work if everyone is not involved. Everyone has to be involved. And everyone has to be involved with the same stick-to-itiveness mm-hmm. and gung-ho that, that everyone else has. And what happens in the Caribbean is some some nations are not interested in it as much as others, and some need it more than others, right? Or some need it less than others. And the ones that need it less tend to be the ones that, you know, throw it at the wayside. It is very important that as a Caribbean community, you know, we, we stick together and understand the value of what it is we have. Mm-hmm. Um, it might sound a little hypocritical in that this isn't Caribbean tuna that I started, right? Or West Indian tuna. It's, it's Trini tuna. Um, and we do tend to focus more on Trinidad. Yes, we do go and cover events in Jamaica, Barbados, Ghana, when they're Caribbean-based events there. But yes, the focus is on Trinidad. But nothing is wrong with focusing your, your business in your country of origin, 
but understand that it's okay to work with everyone else in the Caribbean region. And I mean, we do get a lot of traffic from the Caribbean diaspora all over the world. I wouldn't doubt there are more Jamaicans and Trinis living outside of Jamaica and Trinidad than, you know, um, we just this morning we were talking about um, an international event, well, a Caribbean event um, that t- mostly takes place in, in Barbados, but we're going to have two rounds of it here in, in Trinidad. Is the, the Radical Cup. It's, it's, a, it's a, a faster car mm. um, that's made for the track, okay. and they're bringing the series here. Talk about gas heads. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, this, this, these are things that we all share within the Caribbean. But in terms of CARICOM, you know, you see a lot of things that would work a whole lot better if the nations come together and work with each other a little more. I mean, yesterday in the news, you know, you're seeing that, um, that TNT was giving support to Barbados and things like that. Um, we we need more of that support, but we also need to understand that we we the Caribbean has um, a massive amount of potential that we have not really tapped into. Mm-hmm. Um, digital would absolutely help that. Um, you know, the world is that much smaller with digital. Um, it's easy for us to reach out. And I think it we should leverage digital now to to get that um, to get that Caribbean talent out there okay. and and you know get more of what we need in the Caribbean and what we need to get out out. Okay. So on that note, we will close off. If somebody wants to find Dwayne, where would you send them? Trinitunor.com. Contact us. You know, we have our 68 Tuna number. We have, we're on WhatsApp there. We're on as much platforms as possible. Okay. Trying to figure out TikTok, you know, (laughs) but, um, but no, I mean, so, so a nine second video was something that Vine did, right? Yes. yes. And and successfully, and then they closed down and we're not sure why, but, um, the attention span of these younger audiences just keeps shrinking and um, temporary content is something that I guess in my, my older years <laughs> I'm fighting to, to understand. But I, I, I appreciate why it's a thing. Yeah. I just was more accustomed to archival content. Right. You know, and, and that was what I... I think should remain but that, that, that's a conversation <laughs> that's for another time different generation so just for those who may not know tuna you want to spell that out so yeah tr- trini trini tuna t-r-i-n-i-t-u-n-e-r dot com okay all right great well thank you so much Dwayne. <laughs> no problem anytime thanks for joining us this week make sure to subscribe in itunes Google Podcast or wherever you listen for your podcasts. Don't forget to join the community at our website, LinkedInLocalCaribbean.com. If you liked this show, you might want to check out our next LinkedIn Local event by following the hashtags on LinkedIn. Search for hashtag LinkedInLocalCaribbean.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.